0: I am Jordan Norman. I'll be your guide on this podcast sleigh tonight. This mini-series will take you behind the big bushy white beard and show you what it really takes to be committed, committed to, to the, the claws. claws. First, let's meet Steve.
1: I am Steven Tooson. T-E-E-U-W-S-E-N Nothing like it sounds. There's just a bunch of vowels mashed together by a Dutchman trying to pretend that he was English. So,
0: Tucson, why are we doing this?
1: Uh, you were pretty excited when I told you I was going to become Santa Claus. I'm taking you on the ride. I'm a little apprehensive about it. I think it's going to be a great opportunity. Seasonal work. I was building playgrounds with you all summer and then you fired me. I'm getting excited for it, but I'm a little nervous to, to become the big guy.
0: So for prep, do you start getting mentally prepared in the summer, right at the end of last Christmas? Like, when does this start?
1: Oh, Santa's Santa's all year. I think you really got to embody that uh, Father Christmas all year long. I gave a little thought to whether or not you can be a good Santa Claus and delinquent uh, (laughs) (laughs) roaming about from bar to bar but I feel like before I actually dye the beard the big commitment is just growing it in and so I've got to get a majestic mustache and beard and I'm hoping that kind of gets me in the mood for it. How long have you been growing that beast of a beard? So I decided to grow a beard when I started thinking I would take on a Santa Claus job in June. Like I had a beard, it was like medium length, but I haven't cut it since. I've been giving it a lot of thought since then, definitely. And fortunately I was able to do my interview in August. And so I had the work lined up in August. I knew I wasn't just getting mustache in my food all of the time for nothing.
0: (laughs) I'm looking at your beard right now. It's square, it's thick. It's wiry, but the best part is your mustache is its own separate entity.
1: You really gotta get uh, the mustache wax going, otherwise you just look like you have a big walrus comb. That brings us to our first sponsor, Uncle Norman's Mustache Wax.
0: A mustache wax that performs much like the environment of its origin, simple and effective, Yet with a subtle complexity, coniferous sap and juniper berries provide not only the light fragrance, but also lend it the strength to corral even the most unruly soup strainer. Remember, if it's not Uncle Norman's mustache wax, it's waned. Uncle Norman's mustache wax is up to the user. This podcast will not be responsible for anything that
1: happens. (laughs) Uncle Norman does make a mean mustache tamer. It beats it into shape, curls it around the bend, and leaves you looking ready for any party. He's made the best mustache wax that I've ever I'm used. I'm glad
0: that we've got some ad roll in there, like all the you know big name podcasts, but back to the topic at hand. What is your general goal for
1: being Santa? The, the great thing is there's all kinds of different Santas. Uh, you can go for the biggest, bushiest beard possible, I think I'm gonna go for a slightly more trim Santa. You know, I'm keeping the, the sideburns in check. I'm squaring it off a bit, but uh, leaving the full mustache. I think most people trim the mustache. It's tough to make out with a giant mustache. You have to like lift it up <laughs> over top of people. It's a commitment, but I think that the curly, the curly stash is, is where Santa's at. Why
0: do you want to be Santa?
1: I'm gonna be Santa, or I chose to take this on because, well it was mostly financial motivation to be totally honest, I I need some winter work, uh, we had built playgrounds all summer and this is a, a good transition, I'm hoping that I can bank a ton of money in December and then just go to Guatemala for the rest of the winter. But yeah, it's it's a big financial motivator. Like, if you have a real beard and you're a good Santa, you can make a lot of money. Yeah, at West Edmonton Mall, they'll only hire a real beard Santa. And I think when, for a corporate gig, if people are seeking out a Santa Claus for their Christmas party, if you have a real beard, I think you're way higher on the list than somebody who's wearing a wig. When... A good sense is getting ready for a corporate gig. That corporate gig might only be an hour or two hours, but there's an hour of makeup and prep and getting in character and, tra- and going there and then being on for that one hour or two hours. I'm excited by the financial prospect, but it, it's still going to be an effort to make that money. you nervous about anything? The biggest thing that I'm nervous about right now is committing to having a white beard for six weeks. Like, I'm gonna be the guy in the grocery store with a white beard walking around, drawing stairs. Like, I'm bleaching my eyebrows as well. This is a full commitment. I am that guy.
0: So you're doing this for real? Like, there's gonna be bleach involved?
1: I'm gonna be actually bleaching my hair on my head, my beard, and my eyebrows. I'm probably gonna be doing some makeup when I'm Santa Claus accentuate the, the smile lines, maybe give some rosy cheeks. I haven't done the dye job, but from what I've heard, I have dark brown hair. It's going to be at least two bleaches and a tone to even get close to white gray. So I'm hoping I can get close. But even then, I'll probably still be combing in makeup.
0: You've mentioned to me in the past that you have a friend that's done this before. And so he must be helping you out a bit and giving you some tips.
1: So I've been getting these tips from my friend Chris, who's been doing this for years. He's my Santa mentor. He's like, he's been through it all. He used to be a clown. But I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around what it's gonna to be to get in character. Like, I'm not an actor. I'm gonna be trying to have a bit of a script and improv off of it. So, where are you working? So, I am lucky enough that I got a job at West Edmonton Mall. In everyone's hearts in Edmonton, this is the largest mall in the world. As long as I've ever known it, it's the largest mall in the world. I think by Anything every else. metric,
0: store volume. <laughs> Like, there might be another mall that has, like, slightly more square footage.
1: Yeah, show me two mini golf courses, an ice rink, a water park, I'm... seals. And they have live marine animals swimming around a pirate ship in the mall.
0: I'm new to this, but that's, that's got, that seems like a big deal,
1: no? It's Is definitely it? the primo show in town. Heads and shoulders above Southgate and Kingsway and these other local malls have a pretty high standard that I have to live up to. Plus there's I mean just being Santa there are kids actually believe that you're magic and you don't really want to ruin that as cynical as a bastard as I am <laughs> I'm like, lying to children is wrong in all instances <laughs> but I'm gonna telling them about my uh, magic reindeer and the presence that I bring to all of the good girls and boys
0: so how do you feel about, I guess, lying to children?
1: I, I, I'm so on the fence about <laughs> misrepresenting myself as a magical character. Like, I, I know it's a performance. I know that it's okay. You're playing a character. But at the same time, their parents and me are in on a lie that some of these kids believe.
0: I just remember being incredibly excited for Christmas and the prospect of Santa coming and it's it's a really magical thing that you get to experience as a kid. And I don't feel like we get to experience that nearly as much as adults
1: and hearing you talk about it. It gets me on board, actually. Because I just didn't grow up believing in Santa Claus. But hearing you talk about it, it's really amazing that I get to be part of that magical experience. Yeah. And, and, you know, have them believe and me be able to give them part of that is it's going to be super fun. And I'm sure it'll be really rewarding and exciting. I think part of my like, moral quandary is nerves, right. <laughs> you know, and so I'm like, maybe I'm playing it off a little bit as a different thing. Hang on. Did I hear that right? The
0: guy that's going to be Santa Claus now never believed in Santa Claus.
1: No, not really. Like I can remember and the only reason I remember like when this was is because it was I only lived in this house until I was four. But I remember Christmas in this house and my grandmother being like, Well you believe in Santa Claus, right? And I'm like, well no. <laughs> and wow. my and I think I almost wanted to say yes for my little brother because he said that he did, but If I was four, he was two. So, I mean, he, I think, was probably playing along for my grandmother or just did believe. But, like, no, we just didn't grow up with it.
0: How are you dealing with the part where, you know, you have to talk to children?
1: It's going to be interesting because I'm not a naturally goofy person. And when my way that I approach children is I just talk to them like I talk to any of my friends. The only thing that's different is I'll crouch down and make eye contact at whatever level the kid is at and then talk to them. And I think that's gonna be my ace in the hole. I can, I really enjoy connecting with kids, talking to them like their, like their opinion matters and not talking down to them. And I think having a bit of that with Santa Claus is gonna be fun. I think that they can be like, Santa's a, like, wants to hear what I'm talking about and isn't just saying the script. I used to teach kindergarten. When I, for like three years back when I was 20 and it was incredibly hard for the first six months and then I caught a rhythm with it and I think that was yeah one of my big takeaways is there's no need to talk down to kids. We can just appreciate what they're into.
0: I think that's just generally good advice for not only dealing with children but dealing with anybody. So what unique training have you implemented?
1: I haven't implemented any unique training yet and I know this is probably something that's going to get me later because I always approach things thinking it'll all just work and then I'll go through the motions and I'll be like, oh, those are all the things I should know already. I think I'm going to do a little study, you know, I got to learn some reindeer names, make sure I got them on demand. Yeah, I need to be able to tell you any of my reindeer without missing a beat.
0: How many... (laughs) How many
1: reindeer do you think you can name right now? Uh, you got Donner and Dasher, and like I said, Prancer already. And I like, think like we got, I don't know if they're like, they not all D names. Like Donner, Dasher, Dancer. And you said Vixen, so there's Blitzen is the rhyming one. Um, so I don't got them all right now. <laughs> It's good, I think there's only eight that you gotta remember besides Rudolph. I think I can learn eight. I know my social insurance number, my credit card number. I'm sure I can learn eight reindeer.
0: What is your credit <laughs> card number?
1: <laughs> this part of the podcast was
0: removed for safety reasons.
1: I don't have too many fears coming into it. I'm nervous about staying in character. I'm not an actor, and I'm doing long shifts like they don't switch out the Santa during the day so. We're at North Pole Place in the mall from 10.30 until 8.30. And if somebody's standing in line to see Santa at 8, they get to see Santa. So, you know, we can go past a 10-hour shift. And of course, there's breaks and everything as well, but it's going to be a long day of, of being this guy. I'm not too, too worried about hanging out with the kids. I generally like that, and I know it'll go by... I will only be able to interact with a kid for three to five minutes generally anyway.
0: You prepared for the obvious and eventual sickness you will
1: contract? I'm always in denial about getting sick. I just don't think I will ever. I feel if I don't believe in it, it's not true. I'm going to mind over matter, viruses, and uh, bacteria. Are... Born Ready.
0: You've listened to episode one of Committed to the Claws. Hope you liked it. Hope you learned something new about Santa Claus. Next week, Santa Steve tells us about his first shift. Tells us about the horrors of bleaching. And many more things. I hope you stick around for episode two of Committed to To the Claws. At some point, the younger Santa Claus needs to kill the older Santa Claus because there's just not enough food to go around in the African savannah.
1: Well, there's not enough, like, just Santa Claus titles and there can be only one.